Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Music of Life Church podcast. We are going to discuss the laborers episode. If you haven't heard it, please give it a listen. We're going to break down the episode so you can help people who've been hurt by this topic. I'm Pastor Jonathan. Here with me, as always, the ever understanding provider, Pastor Joel Swakowski. <laughs> so, so poetic. <laughs> The ever understanding provider. Honestly, honestly, Pastor Jonathan, I feel like that's something I would have said. So I don't know if you were doing doing. So it's not best. poetic. It's not poetic. It's just very matter of fact. I don't know. I, I just, just, I'm just you know, maybe maybe this is your, your influence. Best, maybe it's doing your, your influence. best impersonation of me, right? Yeah, it was a good one. Oh, well, I take it. It fits. It does fit. Well, that's so what you I'm, think. Uh, what'd you think of that episode? I thought it, you know, it, it's, I, I said it in the episode where I'm like, oh man, I think this is, this one's going to get us in trouble. Right. Yeah, I, like I, dude, I, I felt it even before I said the line that I, I think you're, you felt it too, is when I started going down the road of saying this, God and Jesus are unable to blackout. Yep. <laughs> yeah, man. That was it. Oh, dude. Seriously, where it's like I hope that people hear that like the things that 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 we're saying about that God and Jesus provide are awesome. Yeah. They're amazing and that they they understand it, but um uh, one of the things when I first started to come around Music of Life Church is, and the, and the people, and when we were a home church, was just this feeling of how responsible I am. Yeah, it is. It is scary at first. It I is. think there's there's you're hit with this feeling of of I don't know if fear is the right word, but just this weight, this responsibility of just how important. And the implications of our free will um, affect every scripture that we read and right. our walk. And so I think what really helped me in this episode was the fact that you said it would be unjust of God to remove that. Like one of the one of the thoughts that I had when you were sharing about that is. It's like God, God knows and has experienced human beings living for thousands of years and their thought and their thoughts going to becoming only evil Whoa. continually always. Yeah. And so for him to repair like our thought process like that is essentially I liken that to living for thousands of years because depression slows you down, slows your progress down. Yeah. And it doesn't give you that, you know, same youthful energy that causes you to do the a zeal. lot of things. Yeah. yeah. Or, or live like live a long time. So I feel like it's that same thing that it's now that we don't live for so long we don't get as bad as those people got. Right. Yeah. So having, I feel like ha 
God being able to just unilaterally fix our thought process kind of would cause us to be in that state that those people were quicker. Yeah. It's like, well, I don't feel the, I don't feel the effects. Right. Of, I got, I got, I got 800 years left to, to oh. make the right choice. Yeah. It's like, God's going to fix me and he's going to fix my thought process. So it doesn't matter how I treat you. You know, if you, you need to fix it, God's going to fix it. Let's pray and ask God to fix it and let's move on. Yeah. And that's just not the way it works. And I, I believe God's heart's grieved over this is because people have it backwards. Yeah, I think so and he's too. He's like, I am trying. I am trying. God, help me with my depression. Your depression is me helping you. Yeah, I made you this way to yes. be depressed and to for you to like eventually like bump your way around and go, I'm depressed. I'm depressed. I'm depressed. I'm depressed until you bump into a laborer. Yeah, <laughs> right. And a laborer goes, why, why are you depressed? Uh-huh. What's going on? Yeah. And then they toil. Yeah, toil, toil, toil. What do you think, man? What did you think about that? I like that you were feeling that too. That that same. Yeah. Oh no! Oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> Again, it's our. We have we have a lot of church damage. Yeah, we, we do. have a lot of experience with the both sides of the argument and every topic we're talking about. Um, I I'm uh, encouraged by how even though we feel those things, we still speak the truth. And we do it in love. We still are trying to bring people this benefit and try to understand God and Jesus in a way that they may have never understood them before, regardless of how uncomfortable we feel. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm proud of us for, for stepping out and still being bold. <laughs> yeah, man. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for doing and, that. And, uh, and sharing all of yeah, that. thank you. It's, it's great to have a battle buddy, a fellow warrior, um, there's uh there's so much in this episode. Yeah. There's so much in this topic. This is a topic that I've preached about that you've preached about. We've done it multiple times. Yep. I've helped other churches preach this message before. Yep. Um, you know, our entire restoration, the restoration process is founded on this laborer's job. And our churches are rooted and grounded in providing this benefit to people. It's one of the reasons people are so drawn to our churches and drawn to, or maybe more drawn to the people in our churches than I've, that like the people who become part of our family, that one of the biggest compliments I hear within the Music Life Church family is how people have never experienced community like we have. Mm. We have people coming in and experience church community this unification of our churches that they have never experienced before in their life and i'm hearing this mainly from people who have a lot of church experience men and women in their 50s and 60s mm. and another thing i hear what one of the other big affirmations we receive the most often again from people in their 50s and 60s is how they've never been more happy in their lives. Yeah. We have retired women and retired men in their 60s saying, I've never been happier. I'm living my best life right now. 
and those same people saying, I've never felt community the way I'm feeling it now. So this is really, and, and this isn't because we're doing anything special or new, right? Maybe that's a better, <laughs> we're, it, it may be special because you don't see it as much, but it isn't new. That's a better way of saying it. Thanks, PJ. Yeah. Because all we're doing is what Jesus was trying to teach in Matthew chapter nine. All he, all we were doing is being the laborers that Jesus told us to pray for and told yeah. us to become. All we're doing is repairing the issues that Jesus was grieved over. I love that. So there's a couple of things. This is the leadership podcast, right? It's great to, yeah, these are two ways to love Christ to love oh, him totally to show like we we <laughs> thank you for dying for my sins i'm going to do the work of a laborer right and so one of the things that i i an implication within those matthew chapter nine is he is he's he has compassion on them he's pitying them right yeah he, is. he feels bad yeah he does they're distressed and scattered, right? Cast down in their thought process, disunified mm -hmm. as sheep without a shepherd, mm -hmm. which also proves these were believers, right? Mm -hmm. They're supposed to have a shepherd, which one of the, so to all the leaders listening to this episode, to the pastors, this is the Malk podcast, half of this topic. Mm -hmm. I'm going to crank up the tension a little bit. It sounds like the person who's going to have to answer for the distressed and scattered people the most is going to be the shepherds. Oh, because it sounds like they're the ones the most responsible to help people be lifted up in their thought process and to be unified. Oh, I'm leaning back in my chair as sheep without a shepherd. Oh. Right. So meaning this, if they had a shepherd, they wouldn't be distressed and scattered. So what I, what I love here uh, though, that, you know, what's interesting. Can I just, let me just jump <laughs> yeah, in here go, for go, a sec. Go, go. Yeah. I know that Jesus is the good shepherd. Yeah. Right. The ultimate shepherd. Yeah, he is. Is as sheep without having a shepherd, like they're supposed to have a shepherd. He is saying that they're like, it's supposed to be someone else that's not him. Yeah. Like he's there, he he is there the good shepherd, but they're supposed to be it the implication is there is supposed to be someone else. Right. As sheep having a shepherd, with or without, you know, sheep as not having a shepherd sheep that i'm that jesus is supposed to shepherd it sounds like it there is someone else right like because he's not talking about himself no he's not if this was himself he wouldn't request it oh, if this was yeah. himself he wouldn't say as sheep without a shepherd because unless jesus is i'm here right i'm here they don't yeah i am the shepherd right he's not saying they right. don't they don't have one, but right. Jesus is there. Right. But and, they and don't have a shepherd, and Jesus is there, the good shepherd. Right. Explain that. 
and right? he's not right. It is because it's and it's not because Jesus isn't doing his job. Right? No. no. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's not. So that. Jesus is doing the job he needs to do, and these people are still like a sheep without a shepherd. Whoa, man. Why? Because they're not because they don't have laborers and they don't have they don't have a shepherd helping them. So here's another thing I'd like to pitch an idea is the I feel like what Jesus here is doing here is one he's confronting the shepherds indirectly, but mm-hmm. two. He's also setting up the shepherds to get the help they need because it's not the shepherd's job to make sure every one of their sheep is lifted up and connected. It's their job to make sure the entire sheepfold is representative of that, right? So these laborers would be people who work with the shepherd. Yes. These ought to be seen as like, so if me, you and me are pastors, the way I would say this is like, you know what? I'm not the one directly laboring over every person in my church individually. I am laboring over my church, the church God gave me stewardship over as a whole, as one unit. And I have laborers, whether they be associate pastors, deacons, restoration coaches, yep, etc. laborers that are the people actually toiling with the individuals within my sheepfold. So here I think Jesus is, one, he's confronting the shepherds indirectly, mm-hmm. but not without giving them exactly what they need in order to do their job. So as a shepherd, it's my job to make sure my sheep have a shepherd, meaning my job to make sure they're cared for in the way that they need to be cared for. God and Jesus are going to take care of the physical and the spiritual. I need to make sure these people are being cared for in their thought process and in being unified, cared for mentally and emotionally. How I do that is by having laborers within my church. So I think this is like, wow, this is awesome. I love the Moat podcast because all this stuff, <laughs> like I'm and, learning so much here. Yeah. And so, so we as shepherds and as laborers, we are asking for God's direction. It's like, he's not sitting there going, I healed them physically. I, you know, gave them salvation spiritually or, you know, the access to eternal life spiritually. And then he doesn't cross his arms and sit there and go, all right, you, you ding dongs figure it out now. Right. Right. He's going, he's, waiting to respond to us justly with how to help these people. Right. So if I'm a laborer, what I need to be doing is I need to be initiating with God about and finding his direction for how I can help that person. Grace and help for the help in time of need, right? Yeah. And then he's going to give that and he's going to give that to me. And then I'm going to be able with his direction, do that. So it's like, I I, I am toiling. I am doing the work while he is kind of, you know, he's my wise counsel. He's my wise man. So shout out to the wise man Kings episode. Yeah. Yeah. He's the wise man going. Okay. Here's what I want you to ask. Here's what I want you to do. And that was very much Jesus's time on earth where he did nothing apart from the father. I don't have to 
of myself restore someone with all of my ideas, with all of my plan and only myself helping that person. Right. Otherwise we wouldn't, we wouldn't have the word of God to guide us. We would, we, we wouldn't, you know, need the Holy spirit to, to guide us and lead us. But that's what it is, is it's, we are doing the labor. We are executing that, but he is there to guide us and lead us through all of the labor that we're doing. Right. And that's how it ought to happen. We're responsible, but man, we ought to invite God into that process. Right. Yeah. So I can grab a shovel. I can start digging rocks out myself emotionally and mentally with other people. And I can do that and I can have some success. However, that's not going to be long-term what's beneficial. So I can like a counselor, like a psychologist, or like I would say the majority of counselors and psychologists that I know get very burnt out. Yeah. Because they are doing things in their own strength. They have a tendency to do things and wear themselves out mentally and emotionally. Whereas being a laborer, he is going to give us the strength, the ability, the words that that other person needs. And we can just, we can rest as we work. Right. Because ultimately the job of a laborer, helping a person be in a good thought process and helping a person be more connected to their community. The only ways those happen long-term for eternity especially, is if the person's thought process is in a godly spot, meaning they're working in grace, and two, that they're unified over God's will. Mm. So there it is, like where the ultimate, the ultimate measure for a good thought process, what a laborer ought to do is help a person get into a godly thought process. What a laborer ought to do is help that person get connected to a godly community that's unified over God's will. Yeah. So again, to your point, it's like, we need to invite God into this process. But what, what we're learning here is we're responsible for it and that God can't make it happen on his own. I like that you brought up the psychologists and counselors because that's something Pastor Tater said too. Yeah. He said, it looks like Matthew chapter nine says, we do need psychologists and counselors, mm. which I thought is great. Because what he's doing is connecting that really Jesus requested and encouraged us to be laborers, which is doing the work of psychologists or psychiatrists, whichever one of those is right. The, uh, the doctors of our brain and these counselors certified or not these doctors. Yeah. The work of a laborer does the, the work that those people are trying to do, but often, as you shared, falling short because they don't have the truth mm-hmm. or because they're trying to do it in their own strength, right? Right, right. So what have we done, though? Why do we need psychiatrists and counselors? Why are so many people seeing psychiatrists and counselors even christians maybe especially christians 
we've contracted out the job of a laborer to the world. That's what's happened in the church today. Oh, yeah. You have one side of the church saying self-help's wrong, psychiatry and counseling's wrong, just be focused on God. And you have the other half saying, no, it's okay to go get help from a psychiatrist. It's okay to help get a counselor. But why do we need it? Mm. The reason we need counseling and psychiatry is because the church isn't doing its job. Oh, man. And we have contracted out the job of laborers to the world. <laughs> Go see a doctor for help with your brain. Wow. That's why we don't see psychiatrists and counselors in the Bible because we didn't call it that. It wasn't called that in the Bible because people had laborers or people in the Bible were helping each other with their thought process and were unified. Mm. So Paul, Paul talks all the time about what we really need. I mean, Jesus did in the, in Matthew nine, Paul talked about all the time. Paul talked about being unified. Paul talked about fellowship. Paul talked about edifying one another. These are all things Paul talked about. Be transformed in the renewing of your mind. All these are principles of being a laborer. All these are print. So he's not saying go and see a psychiatrist. Why? Because the church has a better answer than a psychiatrist does. Oh, yeah. But does it? Doesn't seem like it does anymore today. Yeah. Because why am I going and sharing all my deepest, darkest secrets with somebody that I don't know who I'm paying to do so? I mean, am I not in an intimate relationship or community with the fellow believers in my church? Or do they just know church Joel? And it's unfortunately my psychiatrist who knows me better than anybody. Yeah. That's sad. It is sad. That's definitely, you know, we've talked about the four causes of church. Yep. Fellowship is the first one. Fellowship, breaking of bread, study of the apostles, doctrine and prayer. My, my psychiatrist, my counselor knows me fellowship. Yep. More than anyone else. So you're missing the whole. Absolutely. Cause of church. Man. So uh, what else? What else, Pastor Joel? Do you have any other thoughts about the episode that you wanted to share? I mean, other. I'd just like to take some time to, to pitch our restoration process again. Oh, cool. You know, one of the things you said at the end of the What the Flock episode was, um, you know, what do you want to say to these people? I just said, you know, reach out if you need help. To, you know, and you said, you know, find a laborer, someone to toil you everyone needs a laborer right yeah and we even make ourselves available and we've done mm -hmm. this before so i'll even get more specific here and say if you want to go through the the restoration process reach out to us you know the email should be attached to the episode um you can find us on social media whatever reach out we'd love to set you up with the right people to to walk you through getting your thought process in order and also um being connected to a group of people who's going to love you for who God created you to be. Yeah. Regardless of whatever you've done. Yeah. When I think we're, you're not your behavior. Nice. You are not the sin in your life. You are not the bad things you've done. 
you are an eternal being. God's given a great purpose to. Mm. And the restoration process helps flush that out while dealing with repairing the other issues in your thought process and the other issues that you've had with people. So we'd love to be able to help you out in any way we can. Um, you know, because really the first step in spiritual warfare, mm. right, we are at war. Yeah, we and, and really one of the things we're at war with is ourselves. Nice. And if I'm at war with myself, where do I run? Hmm. I need to learn how to take care of my thought process so that I'm equipped to battle the flesh that's in me, the sin that's in me. And that first step is really learning to protect ourselves before we can go out and battle these other spiritual warfare battles God has in, in front of us and that the enemy puts in our, in our path. So really laborers are helping us be restored mentally and emotionally. Laborers are really helping people put on the armor of God. So they can stand against the wiles of the devil. So that would be really the, that's really the last thing I'd want to emphasize here is reach out for help. If it's not, you know, to, to anybody who you think can help you in these areas, if, if you don't have somebody reach out to me or pastor Jonathan. That's awesome. I would love to hear about the strict and limited, limitation overview here pj so overview of the strict limitation but oh i'm sorry yeah stri strict and uh <laughs> limitation and freedom side yes I'm overview of you. the limitation and freedom side um man i feel like we've been talking so much huh, what what were they that was forever ago yeah right the strict side is really uh this idea that laborers are witnessing for salvation and and it's really missing the benefit of of uh what laborers bring so that would be the strict side i need to go and get people saved then i'm mm -hmm. a laborer and the loose mm -hmm. side is jesus does the labor through us jesus does the work it's not my responsibility mm. so that would be the the really you know efficient perspective of seeing how how this works on the stricter loose or the limitation or freedom side awesome can you, can you hit me up with the uh, three categories of people you see in the church? Yeah. So the, the low self-esteem people who have a low confidence in who God created them to be, well, man, they, they don't know how to help people anyways. They don't even know how to help themselves. And we feel bad for these people because they, they deal with their depression. They deal with their isolation through rationalizing away. It's okay. It's the sin in my life. There's nothing I can do about it. We feel bad for those people. Hmm. The mid self-esteem, the people we understand are people who've left. They're confident enough to leave the church when they get hurt by these people. Hmm. I think these people even got, they're, they're people who I would love to be able to help you. I would love to be a laborer. I just don't know how to yet. Hmm. I don't have the confidence in my ability to do that. So yeah. These are people who are real close to it. Maybe even have left the church because of the damage they've had, but are people who are still have hope. Then there's the high self-esteem. These are people who are confident who God created them to be to the point they want other people to be confident who they are too. Nice. So self-esteem, here's another one for you. Praise the Lord. Laborers build self-esteem. Yeah, there you go. So a high self-esteem person is going to want to be a laborer because they're going to want to build the self-esteem in others. 
Love that. Let me build you up mentally and emotionally. Who Love you that. are and how you interact with other people. That's mental and emotional. Awesome. Which leads to the ultimate answer. The ultimate answer is the laborers restore people mentally and emotionally. Mm -hmm. The laborers have two jobs. One, help people have a good thought process. And two, help people come into agreement through fellowship. And Jesus needed laborers for two reasons. One, he was, this was not something he could miraculously accomplish. That's right. And two, this was something that was going to take daily work. And Jesus had to go. Mm. Repairing thought processes and building agreement are both attributes that take work every day. So that would be the, the really the ultimate answer. Laborers, rest, laborers restore your self-esteem. Love it. Love it. Thank you so much, Pastor Joel. Thank you to everyone who's listening. This has been the Music of Life Church podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or you'd like to hear a certain topic, please let us know. We will see you next time.